how to deal with haters. So when you are growing a podcast, when you are getting big, you'll stumble across all kinds of people. You'll find people that love you and you also will find people that hate you even for no reason, right? I mean, they're just there for, they're just there to hate you. They are, they are exist to hate you, <laughs> right? That's, that's weird. So these people, okay, they, they are people that hate you for no reason and also there are people that not only hate you but also want to bring you down and that's even worse right i mean can you just hate me peacefully right just sit there quietly and hate me i don't care <laughs> okay and i call these people trolls so how to deal with them right in this episode we'll talk about that and it's not about ignoring them all right it's not about ignoring them it's different Okay, we are going to silence them with this one sentence. Okay, so by the end of this episode, you'll discover how to deal with haters with only one sentence, two things to have to build connections with your listeners, how to bring the right personality when recording an episode, and so much more. So make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, because when you do that, you'll discover more about social media tips to grow your business. Okay, and just to let you know that this is the third part series of how to grow your podcast to 15k downloads in less than two years. And if you want to listen to the first part and the second part, make sure to check out episode 79 and episode 80. All right, that's episode 79 and episode 80. All right, let's begin. So the real question is this, how would an entrepreneur like us who literally start from nothing or has limited resources and yet still wants to build an empire. Join Usheruf as he answers this big question so you can apply it too. Welcome to Focus on Winning. Yeah, so, okay, so we have talked about all things, uh, how to grow, the mistakes, and, you know... Um, uh, how how to how to separate the 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 two between the uh, obsess and what is it another one and uh, not be aware not like ignorant uh, to your downloads okay not ignorant into the downloads okay so we have talked about that so far so now that you have reached a, a level that is so high up there and what kind of challenge do you face in this level because to me I I. I haven't reached that yet, so I'm kind of curious. Like, what kind of challenge do you are are you facing right now? Yeah, well, I just don't really even see myself as being like up here. Like, it's once again, I don't know. It's just like a number. Like, I, I don't know. I still feel like me. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, it's weird. Like, even when I, because I'd love to get like fifty thousand downloads, but like even when I get to that okay. level, it's like. I don't know. I don't see myself as being that different or better, but just having been at it longer, you know, just having that grit to keep going and to keep being consistent. That's a really big one. Like consistency really is key. Um, but I think what do I struggle with now? I think it's about now that I'm continuously up-leveling my podcast. This is something that I think everyone should do as well. Like each, you want to be up-leveling all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't want to get stagnant and plateau. You want to keep building it and keep growing it and making it better not necessarily bigger um yeah <laughs> so, important. so I yeah. think the struggle at the moment is like for me in a sense like compared to a lot of other podcasters my podcast is still quite small do you know what I mean like mm. 16 and a half thousand downloads might seem like a crap ton to someone that's got like 20 you know but we Wait, all start compared to your brother's podcast sorry compared to your brother's podcast you mean 
I don't have a brother that has a podcast. I have a brother, but he hasn't. Well, actually, no, he does have a podcast, but he's never released any oh. episodes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I know, it's so different. Um, yeah, so, like, I think for me, the struggle back in the day was how do I start this thing? How do I get it up and running? How do I reach people? How do I interview? You know, how do I have a brand? How do I do all these things? And now that I know a lot of that stuff, as I said, I've rebranded four times now. So it's had to be relearned in a whole new way each time I've, you know, pivoted and, and changed niches. But now it's more kind of like now I feel like this level of pressure in a sense of like, okay, cool, I have these results now. Now people have expectations. Like they expect, you know, me to be a certain way or whatever. Like I remember I had an interview a month or two ago now and um, the lady was like, I actually know her outside of podcasting, but she was like, we jumped on and I just show how imperfect you know, I am sometimes because I have a nasal drip and sometimes I get thirsty and get dry lips. And, and, you know, here I am drinking a bottle of water halfway through and putting lip gloss on. And she's like, she got to the end of the episode. And when we stopped recording, she's like, oh, my God, like, I know you said that you're the podcast queen, but I never expected you to take a drink of water and interrupt the episode. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I love that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're just humans, you know. So I think it's just dealing with that pressure and expectations. I think that's one that's um popping up for me recently. Um, I think the other thing too is like people expect you to be the perfect speaker and it's just not true. Like even through this episode, you've probably heard me say, um, and smack my lips and go, hmm, you know, and things like that, that, you know, speakers that are like voice coaches and stuff so that you shouldn't be doing. But I think it's just, I think my big message is really just let people know you don't have to be perfect to podcast. And, um, and that's a good thing because it makes you more relatable to people. I think the other thing too is like, um, if I think about what, I'm, what I struggle with, I think one thing that I do struggle with, this is probably like a bit of a silly one, but I have so much information that I want to share that just releasing one episode a week just is not enough. You know, like sometimes when I'm away, I know some people sit there and they struggle trying to think of stuff to talk about. I have the opposite problem now because I know my audience so well and my ideal listener. I'm like, how do I ever get enough content out there? You know, and so I think in the future, what I want to do is hire like a copywriter because I write all my own content, all of my social media posts, I write, I create for myself, but I'd love to just focus on podcasting and just do like three episodes a week and pay someone to write all of my social media posts for me in my voice, in a sense. So yeah, that's probably my next struggle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first off, I want to say that that struggle is, is a good struggle because uh, you have so many contents, you just need to brainstorming it, okay? Uh, while me, on the other hand, I need to... I need one day to brainstorm everything and then just record it, uh, you know, uh, the day after that. So, yeah, we kind of have a, uh, an opposite problem. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have that. Don't worry. You're not alone with that. Ah, okay. So uh, now that you have a podcast for uh, almost three years now, so do you have any haters, you know, that, that, that put hate <laughs> comments on, the, on your show? I don't know. Have you dealt with one? So, yes and no. So, firstly, my podcast has just turned two. So, I've got another year until it turns three. Um, so, when I, f it's not so much my podcast actually. When I first, I remember the day that I released or announced that I was a, I was helping people with narcissism, right? Because I wasn't technically certified at that point, but I was going to start building my audience and get a head start on things and sharing things and put stuff out there. The very first day I put my first post up, I got the worst, most scathing email, or actually it was an Instagram message 
from this psychotherapist or something over in England and oh my god it was so awful I was like whoa this is really hateful like I was like she doesn't even know who I am like how can she say these things about me you know and that was really hard Mm. because I had just dipped my toe in the water of like the crazy online space and it takes a lot of guts and courage to kind of put yourself out there especially in the beginning and when I got that that was like the first not the first response, but in the first 24 hours, because like 99% of feedback was great. I had people saying, well done, you finally come out with it. You know, you've finally taken the plunge. Um, Yes, I can relate to this. Good job. But that one really horrible message that went on for like pages on Instagram in the messenger, I was like, crap, I don't think I've done the right thing. Maybe I should just shut this all down and retreat back into my little introverted cave, you know. And, um, And luckily at the time, I had a really good friend that I could talk to who basically, you know, helped with my mindset around that and worked through that. And I actually haven't had anything that bad since then, but I'm sure that there probably are things out there. And I know that there will come a time where that'll happen because you look at people like Gary Vee and Tim Ferriss and Tony Robbins and Oprah, they're always going to have haters or people that don't like them. Even like Taylor Swift or Kate Middleton, like Kate Middleton's never put a foot wrong, but people hate her for being too perfect. So it's Mm. like, you really can't please everyone. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. you know, one day I'm sure I'll get a bad review and so fucking be it. Like, if you don't like it, don't listen. Like, that's it's really that simple. And for the people that do like it and listen, welcome aboard and let's keep going together. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's taken a while to get that thick skin because I am really quite sensitive. So, yeah, if you're like me, just don't let it stop you because you're never going to please every single person out there. But the right ones will appreciate you stepping forward and, and sharing your message and podcasting because it'll be for them. It's not going to be for the haters or the trolls or criticizers or judges. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the challenges that people make uh, that people have when growing a podcast is having haters. And the thing is, they, they don't really know how to deal with that. And and you say that just ignore it, but how? What what if people can't ignore it? I have the perfect line. You want to hear it? I have the perfect okay, line. Okay, let's go. Let's go. So if someone writes a bad review or sends you a message or something like that and criticizes you and says, "I don't like your podcast" or "You were wrong to say this" or whatever, right? Instead of ignoring it, because it, a lot of people ignore it because it's it is hard to face and they're scared of that it might be true. So you've got to take that on for a second. It's like, is this what if is what this person's saying true? Was I overly harsh or too blunt or whatever the criticism might be? Um, or maybe, you know, they've called you a fence sitter or too diplomatic or whatever, right? It doesn't matter what it is, to be honest with you, at the end of the day. First, try that on and go, is that true? And is it really mm-hmm. true? Is it just what that person thinks? And now I feel that way, right? So that's the first thing. There might be some truth to it. And if that's the case, it's actually good feedback to get back and you can work on as part of your, you know, personal development because we're always going through that, you know, as we grow and evolve and develop. Um, but the perfect line to that is actually, thank you for your feedback. Wow. <laughs> that is so positive. <laughs> thank you for your feedback. You don't have to take the okay, feedback I like on. That. I like that. It doesn't mean they're right. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're right. It doesn't mean that you have to do what they've said. You just say, thank you for your feedback. And you can decide whether you want to take that feedback on or if you just want to leave it in that message and never look at it again. That is so, that is so awesome. I'm going to use that. Yeah. yeah you're not feeding <laughs> into their drama. Yeah. You know, if you if you try and defend mm-hmm. yourself, it spirals out of control. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like they just want to prove that they're right. You want to defend yourself because you feel attacked and then you give in to the negative energy around it all. And at the end of the day, like 
most people, this is another thing, I don't know who said this, but someone famous probably like Gary Vee was like, those that are ahead of you will not criticize you. You know what I mean? Like the people that are ahead of you and they, they have good intentions, they want to bring you up to their level. They want to help you and, and support you and nurture you and cultivate that because they know that it's more than just that one thing. They know that there's like when you're a podcaster, you are a game changer because your voice does have ripple effects across the world. You just don't know who's listening. You really don't. Like I had my hair cut by a hairdresser before my 30th birthday and I just got chatting to her. I'd never been to that hairdresser before. I was just sitting in the chair and I was in a good mood that morning and I was like, hey, how's it going? You know, just got to chit chat and I was like, how's coronavirus affected you? And she gave me her whole life story and, you know, an hour and she's like, I broke up with my partner and this, that and the other and he was a bit toxic for me and I was like, oh, he wouldn't happen to be a bit narcissistic, would he? And she's like, oh my God, that word, yes. And then we got chatting and then it turned out she recommended to me a podcast. She's like, you've got to listen to this podcast. She talks all about things, narcissism. And it turned out to be my freaking podcast. She couldn't believe it. That's crazy, right? Someone in my local area didn't know who I was from a bar of soap had never looked me up on social media or online, didn't know what I looked like, and she was cutting my hair. So you just don't know who's listening. And the fact that she recommended to me my own podcast, I'll never forget that. That was like an unforgettable moment. I'm like, that's my podcast. Wait, how did he not know that he's cutting the your, your hair, the, the host hair, you know? Yeah, because I had a, I had a logo. I, sorry? Uh, did, did he not see your face or... It was actually a she, and back at my very first podcast, I didn't show my face. That was another mistake. So I didn't have a photo of myself. There was no obvious, because I was going to have the podcast as an anonymous thing. I didn't want to tell people who I was because I was scared of that backlash. I was scared of judgment. Like, I really struggled with that. Like, it took me six months to even start my podcast. So I get Mm. the fear of being judged. I get the fear of, you know, people hating on you and all that sort of stuff. I get that 100%, and I struggled with that for a long time. And so back then for my podcast cover art, it wasn't my face. It was actually a drawing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. I remember I, I, I saw that. Yeah. So she didn't know who yeah. I was, but I would have thought she would have recognized uh, my voice, but clearly she didn't. <laughs> okay. That, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and uh, hopefully that, that episode changed her life. Uh, is it a she or she. A he? Okay. It's a yeah, she. Okay. she. Hopefully. Yeah, she's on her own healing and recovery journey. So that was really cool um, nice. hearing more about that. And we could relate to each other in a whole new way because it wasn't like she had to educate me on narcissism. It was like she had learned from me. So we knew we were on the same page. Like we knew where we were both at with that. And she was just telling me more of her story. And I was kind of sharing with her what she could expect, you know, for the next stage of healing because there's four different stages and stuff. And so she really appreciated that. So in a sense, I paid for a haircut, but I kind of gave a coaching session as well. <laughs> Nice, <laughs> two in one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and and it's nice that you you met your listeners face to face. You know, I never met one face to face like that. So yeah, that's crazy. One day you yeah. might. You never know. You just never know. Yeah, I, I mean, I know them virtually. I know they are social media, but I, I never met them. They are all you know far reach from my from my place. So yeah. <laughs> and plus, yeah, yeah, and and plus, podcasting is mainly for United States state people, American people, you know. And I'm from Malaysia, so kind of yeah. kind of hard. <laughs> Apparently, um, the most so I I don't know if you've looked at the stats, but there's actually the most so Americans do consume podcasts a lot for sure, but yeah. the the country that is actually ahead of America is Korea. Oh. Okay, yeah. that's that's new. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of Koreans, they actually consume more podcasts than Americans. 
Ah, I thought, you know, uh, Korean is more, is more into reality shows. So I thought they are more into YouTube. <laughs> Maybe uh, they could be told that too. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Right. <laughs> so I think we are close to the end today. Um, so what's the final takeaway that our listeners can really get from our chat here? I think so. I think the thing is like, don't get me wrong, strategy on podcasting is essential. It's like really, really important. But what's more important than that is actually your mindset and your energy. And have you ever had those people that have like this incredible energy about them and you just happen to be drawn to them like a moth to a flame? You just want to be in their aura. You want to be around them. If you show up as that person, like the person that you really truly are, right? And you're in that amazing energy and you come to podcasting and record in that energy when you're taking inspired action, like just say you're really feeling like fired up to talk about this thing or that thing, or you're really in the mood to actually spill your guts out onto your podcast or channel your you know, inner message or whatever, those episodes tend to do a lot better than the ones where you really sat down there and put a lot of thought into it and, you know, all that real masculine energy where you're like this structure and that thing and I want to say that next or read that script mm. word for word. When you're forcing yourself to do a podcast episode, they just don't, I found for me anyway, they just don't tend to do as well. But those ones that might be totally unplanned, but I just feel like totally in flow that day and I could just talk my ass off, those episodes do really well, you know, like they get more downloads, they're easier to share, people connect with it more. And that's the power of energy as well, you know. So I think that's a really understated part of podcasting that people don't realize. Um, and I think, too, one other little tip I will give, and this is probably part of my life coaching training, is when you are up on your podcast or up on your podcast, like you're in a soapbox, but when you're, you know, speaking into your podcast or speaking to your listeners, have an ideal listener in mind. So have an idea of trying to get into the head or the mind of your ideal listener, you know, in the lives of those people as well, because when you truly understand them, they feel heard. And that's what really builds that trust and intimacy and connection. Like what happened with me with Kara, the, you know, the first podcast I listened to, the first podcast host I connected with, I felt like she truly got me. And that's why I mm. kept showing up and re-listening and binging and listening for hours upon hours and then following her on social media and then buying off her as well. That's what happens when you really build an amazing connection with your audience. And that really happens as well when, yes, you share a part of yourself and your life and your lessons and whatever, but then you also make the episode about them. So get them to reflect on themselves, ask them questions, even though it's a rhetorical one because no one's physically answering you back. You know, get them to start thinking about those things so that they don't just sit there and listen to you rattle on for like half an hour or 15 minutes or an hour or something like that, you know, like actually highlight to them even subconsciously what the episode is doing for them as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two things here. Um, bring your personality into the show and uh, uh, know your ideal listeners, right? Yeah. And uh, okay, so I- I'm kind of curious. Do you have a-, a routine before doing an interview? You know, maybe <laughs> some habits like-, like me, myself, I would usually listen to other podcasts to, to bring their energy into mind. So... Yeah, I tend to listen to a podcast that, you know, have high energy like that. Nice. <laughs> so do, like do you have... Ready for it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's really cool. Like Gary Vee or someone that's like... Yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah. that. Uh, that's yeah, cool. Do you, do you have a routine before doing interview 
I do have a routine. <laughs> this is where the structure wow. comes in, I guess. So oh. I will, I'm going to be really practical with you guys right now. So I go to the toilet, right? Because I do not have like the biggest bladder in the world and I drink a lot of water. So I go to the toilet first and then I have a glass of water because I do get a dry mouth. Like I've got a dry mouth now after talking for like an hour and a bit. So mm. whenever I do get on stage one day, I'm going to need water right there for me. Um, I also put my throat chakra oil on. I put a bit of lip gloss on. And then I plug my mic in. I I usually have notes before I get started because I'm just someone that likes that level of certainty to a degree. Like, as you know, before we jumped on and recorded this, you're like, you know, um, is there anything else you want to know? And I'm like, no, nope, just ask me whatever you want because I already have an idea of what I'm going to say. Do you know what I mean? And then there's yeah. been a few questions there that I wasn't prepared for, but I just trusted that I knew the answers and whatever I'd say would hopefully be helpful. So I just like to have a pen and paper close by because sometimes when someone's talking, I'll get an idea or even like, as you've noticed with me talking, I've unpacked all this stuff and you're like, hang on a second, let's just point out what the main takeaways were that I missed, you know. So sometimes I do that when I actually interview people too. I'll write down little notes as they're speaking and come back to a point and expand on that further or comment on it. So having a pen and paper is helpful. Um, turning your phone off or on airplane mode is extremely helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, and then I'm ready to go basically. And just be in a good energy. So whether you play some music to get into that state, like for you, you listen to podcasts to get you all pumped up and ready for it. Like mm. you know the importance of energy because if you don't do that, have you noticed that the episodes are a bit different? Like maybe you're a bit more flat in your energy or maybe you're, you know, maybe feeling like a bit of self-doubt or nervous or something like that. Whereas when you hear that confidence and motivation from someone else that like you absorb that and you're like, cool, let's let's go. Like let's take this on and roll with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The energy is really important in in bringing personality, right? Uh, what's uh, do you do? You have a specific personality that you bring uh, whenever you want to do a podcast. You know, maybe like an energetic person, or what? What personality do you have usually? Ooh, I don't think I have just one. So I think I don't really sit there and go, I want to interview that person because they're high vibe, or I want to interview that person because they're fun. I think just subconsciously, that's probably why I want to interview them. But I think it's more like um, if I think back to the narcissistic space, right, because back in that that area at the time, this was two years ago now, there was a lot of negativity in there. There was a lot of people saying that, that their exes were evil and they're monsters and they don't deserve the time of day and they're, you know, all these things. And maybe to some degree they were probably right. But I knew that for me to create positive change in that area, I couldn't get sucked into that way of thinking. I had to kind of empower them to start stepping out of that victimhood and that victim mode. So I think now when I think about bringing people onto my podcast, I really only want to have people that, you know, I guess are positive or have a positive spin on things because I want my listeners to walk away and go, crap, yeah, that was awesome. You know, well, I really learned something from that and I want to come back again or she made me feel really good about myself, you know, and I do have the answers or, you know, whatever the case may be, I don't want them to walk away going like depressed about themselves or upset mm. or discouraged or feeling like crap like no one wants to feel like that we can be our own worst critics sometimes we don't need to hear that from someone else in a podcast episode you know so I want to pump them up so I only really bring on on guests that I know are going to help me with that if that makes sense or are that way inclined naturally so that you know when they come on they go just naturally that way and we just seem to jive better energetically so what you said just now is about you having a client to be interviewed on your show. Is that right? Not clients, guests. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you help them in the during the interview about well, all this life coaching. 
Is that right? No, not necessarily. No, it's more just like the people that I do bring onto the show and interview, I just make sure that we're somewhat in sync with each other. Right. So like if they're in a, if they're going to come onto the podcast and they haven't got a good energy or they're not you know, in a good energy online, then I'm probably not going to want to have them on the podcast. You know, mm. I want to bring on people that are positive and uplifting and empowering and inspiring, not ones that are uh-huh. like poor me, poor me or victim or sad and depressing. Like I want to have positive people on there. Okay. <laughs> okay. That got me confused there for a second. Okay. <laughs> but okay. All good. Okay. So uh, where, where can people find more about you and learn more from you? Yeah, so obviously I have a podcast since we've talked about that for the whole time now. (laughs) So my podcast is called Become a Podcast Queen and a lot of my social media is the same. So my Instagram is called Become a Podcast Queen. I have a Facebook group called Become a Podcast Queen, the community. Yes, men are welcome there. It's just I tend to have very feminine marketing. So a lot of, you know, I'm mostly catered to a lot of women. Um, But yeah, they're the two Yep, yep, you're there. (laughs) Two other guys. Okay. <laughs> um, so which is pretty funny. I love that though. So yeah, so yeah, that's kind of where I hang out, the three different places online. And at the moment that's enough, to be quite honest with you. Um, I do have an email address as well, which is Olivia Coaching at gmail.com. Um, but I'll provide that for the show notes so the spelling's right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sure. All right. Um so Olivia, thank you for sharing your ideas and insights with us. Really happy to have you here. Thank you. uh, All right. And for the listeners, I'll catch you another time. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Olivia Powell. So make sure to connect with her on social media. Check out her podcast. I recommend you to find her podcast based on her name because she changed her podcast name many times, actually. (laughs) So just search search her name, Olivia Powell, all right, to to make it easier, okay? So anyway, since we talk about ideal client just now, I have an ebook that helps you create or identify your perfect ideal client. Wait, perfect ideal? Okay, that that two words should not be combined. Okay, so I have an ebook that helps you do that. Just to let you know, I've got this ebook from my high level mastermind and I paid big money to get it and I'm going to give it to you for free. Okay, it's for free. So grab it at bit.ly forward slash perfect client ebook. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash perfect client ebook. And if you don't know the spelling, the link is in the description below. Okay, so always remember that winners focus on winning. Until then, stay winning. Hey, thank you for listening. We hope you can implement everything from this episode. And would you like to know more about business strategies and life hacks that you can apply right now? If so, subscribe to this podcast so you can become the best you. 